console pre-orders are here! And now they're gone. Microsoft acquires Bethesda, and Sony finally gives us some details on some good games, all here on the Gaming Casuals podcast. Welcome to the Gaming Casuals podcast, your one-stop shop for all things gaming from a casual perspective. We are your hosts, John and Brando. What's up, everybody? Guys, so much incredible news today, but first we've got to give you guys some updates on some consoles. Yes. So this past week has been a wild ride. Last episode we did, we talked about how Xbox had leaked details on the Series S and the Series X prices, and then they confirmed them the next day. It's been a wild ride. Yes. And then Sony came right back and said, we've got some prices for you. <laughs> and then Xbox was like, well, here are our actual prices, ha ah, whatever. And now we've already had pre-orders and a Sony announcement. Oh, so much. But so Bran- much information. But Brandon, you got... An Xbox on pre-order. Yes, let's jump into pre-orders. Okay, it's today. Technically, we're shooting today, September twenty-second, pre-order day for Xbox. Uh, I got one. It was it was one of those things. Where'd where, you get it from? Who came uh, who came through for you? Walmart. You came through. Wally World. Yes. yes. I, so so okay. Let's let's kind of roll back. I guess uh, jump back a little bit uh, a week ago. So Sony came with their pre-orders, and that was actually right after their event. They said. Here's the prices. Here's the day you can get them. Pre-order start tomorrow. And it was a little bit of... It was a foobar, to say the least. It, it was, was a mess. It was a little chaotic. So yeah. um, Microsoft actually put a tweet out saying, you know, hey, we're going to be... We're doing things a little smoother. Right. Um, a little more chill. We're hoping for the best. Today is that. Today was that day. And I will say, it wasn't like silky smooth i was on it was at think 10 a.m central time uh and i was up there refreshing microsoft.com best buy amazon all these and aldi's (laughs) all these yeah (laughs) all these uh places i went through all these places and it wasn't uh immediate like when it comes out where it was 10 o'clock some of these places just it, it wasn't refreshing. Yes. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think Microsoft, if I remember correctly, Microsoft's webpage uh, kept crashing on that launch uh, where you can pre-order, and that was super frustrating. So sitting there, refresh, refresh, I finally jumped around. I got to Walmart. That actually was the first one where I could actually click on a pre-order button. First time I did it, I hit the uh, view cart, checkout. It said, oh, sorry, it sold out. I thought, oh, man. So I went to another, I went back to Microsoft, went back to Best Buy, nothing. I came back to uh, Walmart, tried it again. Somehow, that second time I went through, it, it worked. And I got through, paid for it. I had my confirmation email. I was like, yes, this is awesome. But I've had some... Uh, Walmart's lied not- <laughs> to us before. They've exactly. Thrown, it, thrown the carrot out and reeled it back. Yes, I've had some issues in the past. I think I tried to do this with a with a PSVR back during like Black Friday two years ago, and and a crazy deal. I purchased it on on uh, Walmart, and they let me buy it, and then came back after I paid for it and said, "Oh, actually, they're sold out." So I wasn't super trusting of this, so I was trying other places as well. Uh, seeing, and I could never get in to any of those other uh, op- unimaginable other turnout for these pre orders. Yes, today, so, for sure. Yeah, and I, I didn't have a bunch of time. I had to go into a meeting, so I, I, uh, I didn't get to, to try for a while, but we had some friends who tried for over an hour uh, on some of these places. And I think some of the retailers didn't actually post their pre orders until like an hour later, which is kind of crazy. So it wasn't super smooth, but. 
it was a little bit, at least you could plan on it. You knew what time it was coming and you could have a little bit more uh, wiggle room there. So it was, it was a stressful morning, but uh, so far they have not canceled my pre-order. I still have paid them money and I have a nice email saying it's coming. Yes. So So I feel like for any console pre-order announcement, even release day, it's always been controlled chaos. Yes. I mean, the gaming, like like any other industry, but I feel like gaming has a lot of rabid fans just ready to sink their paws into the brand new stuff. I'm thinking yes. like everyone from like moms and dads and YouTubers and influencers and kids and whatever trying to get this stuff. So I, I, would, I was definitely expecting a few website crashes. Yeah. Um, I was definitely expecting like... People getting their Furbies at Zany Brainy. Yes. Uh, circa 1998, 2000. <laughs> oh, Furbies. Anyway, but we did have success across our friend group. Yeah. We did, everyone did end up getting an Xbox that wanted one. I did not get a pre-order for an Xbox. Yes. Um, I, I have a lot of reasons why, but Halo Infinite was the nail in the <laughs> coffin, and I'm buying a house, but really Halo Infinite. So <laughs> so um, I will say I'm really happy for you, and I'm excited to see yes. i'm excited to see you guys unbox it and i hope that uh you'll unbox it for us and send us a video of it all but well that's that's gonna be unfortunate there because i want to and we should probably have tried to get a second one eventually my wife is getting this for me for christmas oh no so she is not the best that they're not let me rewind that she is not um confident when it comes to this kind of stuff and she wants to be but she just she knows that it's one of those things, if you don't jump on it, you miss out. I told her, I said, uh, honestly, she, she wants to surprise me with that kind of stuff. And I say, I'm a grown man now. I can, I can deal with not a surprise. I would rather not have a surprise and me buy it myself than have the surprise of, oh, sorry, I couldn't get it for you because it's all sold out. So right, right. I told her it's fine. But, but my deal is I have to wait until Christmas to open it. So That is a yes. rough blow. Yes. Yeah, so the coup de grace to any gaming relationship. I know. I know. Oh. Maybe, maybe. Well, maybe no, she, will she let us unbox it and well, put that's, it back? That's my my, my thought. I, we'll see. Uh, Brandon's we'll see. wife, if you're if you're around, listening to this, just know. know that we could really use a little bit of you know. We'll see. Yeah. It's already a stretch that I had to buy it myself. She really did not like that she that I had to do that because she wanted to do it for me. At least she like, wanted to surprise you. The heart yes, was there. So so we'll see. But you know, I gotta say, hey, it's for YouTube, honey. So right, we'll see. Um, <laughs> Uh, what about PS5? Uh, are, are we are we gonna see some stuff there? So here's the thing. I, I think for for PS5, for me personally, for you personally, I think for PlayStation Five, I was super tempted. I, I wasn't tempted their first rundown of all the games they're releasing, things like Godfall and Demon Souls. Meh, you know, like I'm not a big fan of, and I'm not like, oh, Horizon Zero Dawn must play that new game in Christmas. You know, I, I will say though, if if We'll talk about God of War Ragnarok down the road here, but if they had released the new, the latest God of War on a launch day, I can almost guarantee that PS5 yeah. would have been higher on my list. Same here. Um, but we'll talk about this more. PS, PS4 is going to be supported through 2024, according to yeah. Sony. And that is awesome, by the way. Yes. Because <laughs> for me, I mean, some of the big uh, exclusives that... Uh, I, I say exclusives. Yes, they're PlayStation exclusives, but not PS5 exclusives. One of the big ones was Spider-Man Miles Morales. Right. And that game looked amazing. And I guess we'll talk about, too, you know, Sony's event that they had. Uh, we finally got to see some games and have some details on that. Um, but 
but Miles Morales, uh, my kids loved Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. They love Miles. Uh, they, they really, uh, they liked, uh, playing the PS4 game, uh, with Peter Parker. And when I told them there's a new game with Miles in it, they were so excited, but I was really sad to tell them, Hey, I'm probably not going to be getting a PS5 right off the bat depending on how things go, when they came out in it, well, they didn't announce it in the event, but when they came out afterwards and said that uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales also coming out on the PS4, that kind of solidified my... It's a really smart move from Sony it's, to do it's, this. It's nice because I, I mean, I won't be buying a PS5 yet. I'll probably be waiting until God of War 2 and some of those other games that uh, will only be PS5. Um, but... It makes it awesome because I can still jump in with those games that I want to play with this console that I have now with my PS4. Um, and I feel like that's kind of like a play out of Microsoft's book because they have been saying that for the first couple years, there are going to be no Series X exclusives. It's going to be the Xbox family of consoles. So you're going to have games like Halo Infinite and others where it, you can play it on your Xbox One. So that's... I feel like, hey, some of these exclusives they're talking about, you can still play on your existing console. I think is awesome, and it is, in my opinion, a a gamer focused decision. I like that because I don't have to rush out and spend five hundred dollars. Uh, because that is, by the way, we haven't talked about the pricing right. of the Sony consoles. That's what it's going to cost. Yeah, let's let's go into that a little bit here. So for the, those of you guys who don't know about the pricing of the consoles, that was also an announcement that happened last week after our episode aired. But to give you guys a brief overview, we're going to start with Xbox, Microsoft, then go to Sony. But we've got two different Xboxes with a couple yes. of package deals. We've got the Xbox Series X, which mm-hmm. is going to retail at four ninety nine, correct? Okay, and that can also be bought on a essentially a financing option mm-hmm. with Xbox All Access, which includes Game Pass and yes. includes Xbox Live, and now EA Play, which is a brand new yeah. service that gets added to the suite. And I believe that's thirty five bucks a month for two years, correct? Yes. So you can months. so, and then we've got the second Xbox. We have the Xbox Series X. That is two ninety S. Did I not say that? You said X. It's okay because they're kind of close. So. <sighs> okay, the Xbox Series X is X. <laughs> X is. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. Come on, Microsoft. You take two twister. of the same it's a tongue letters. Twister. Anyway, the Series <laughs> Sierra Xbox. As I'll say, it is going to be two ninety nine. Yes, and it is going to be a little different. Mm-hmm. It is not going to have a. It is going to have a disc drive, right? No, 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 no disc drive. drive. Yeah, no disc drive. And then also the financing options are going to be twenty five a month for those two years and include the Xbox All Access as well. Yes. So it just depends on what you guys are going for as far as console power wise. There aren't there isn't a huge jump between the two. Like I, I feel like if you're into just playing games and enjoying games, the experiential difference will be minimal, but you get the full suite of Xbox Series X titles on Series S as well. And, of course, all of your original Xbox games, Xbox One games, are going to be backwards compatible. And that's something, too, and I don't remember if we talked about this the last, because I know we filmed it right when the S leaked. But we got details about what they're doing and how they're kind of... Um, marketing this so xbox series s is going to be your lower console lower price console and it is versus the xbox series x x is going to have the 4k resolution but you're still going to be playing at 120 frames per second um the series s isn't 4k like the series x it's going to be at 1440 with some upscaling ability with some upscaling ability but 
you're going to have the same frame rates and same speed as you would have with the Series X, which is a really good distinction. Basically, they're saying, hey, you're going to have the same experience, essentially, whether you want it at 4K or if you want it at 1440. And some people don't have 4K TVs. A lot of people don't have 4K TVs. So to have that same next generation experience, you can do that at $200 less, which is pretty cool. I like that. Uh, it is it is something that... Um, uh, I think Microsoft has been planning for a while, and I, and I like this strategy. To counter that, Sony and their reveal, they came out, and we knew they were going to have their PS5 and their PS5 Digital Edition. Right. We didn't know how much it was going to cost and when it was going to come out. Those are the two big things. Their event was all games for the whole thing. At the very end, almost, they here's flashed. Your splash. The, here's their little splash title card, and it is official. The PS5 is $499, just like the Series X. The PS5 Digital Edition, which is the exact same console minus the disk drive, which is a different way that Microsoft's going, that's $399. $399. So $100 cheaper. Or $100 more than the Series S for the best of the best PS5 console, just no disk drive. That is impressive, I think. It's it's one of those things where I, I think it's going to be tough for people to decide. Because you think about it, $299 is a fantastic price for a next-gen console. And a lot of people are going to go that route. But PS5, the full you know 10 teraflops or whatever it's going to be of gaming... That for $100 more, that's going to cause people to think, well, I mean, I, I thought I was going to go Series S because it was cheaper, but I could also get the full power. And that's why I feel like Sony is moving toward more of an infrastructure-based format like Xboxes. Now, they've realized that the consoles are pretty evenly distributed as far as value is concerned. And PS5, in order to sell that more powerful console for the higher price point, they're going to have to get their rear in gear and start putting out some games on PS Now and stuff like that and yeah. get a real big like infrastructure going like Xbox already has with the all-access suite. Yes, and so I, and that's that's one thing I didn't honest, I didn't honestly expect PS5 to come at that price with three ninety nine. I thought it was going to be four forty nine, four ninety nine, something like that. I mean, honestly, a disc drive doesn't cost that much. It doesn't cost a hundred bucks, so that's a big a big drop in price there. A hundred dollars. I mean, Sony has to be losing money on on the actual hardware to hit that. I feel like because that's. That's a lot of, of uh, power in that uh, small price. But hey, that's awesome. I love competition. I mean, that's, that's one thing. Uh, I mean, we, we love games That's uh, here at the Gaming Casuals. Uh, if we can see how these two consoles play out, we're, just, we're fans of the whole thing. So um, it'll be interesting. And, and as a side note, I mean, it's still less expensive than the PlayStation 3. That console cost... <laughs> yes. Five ninety nine for a sixty gigabyte version of yeah. the of, the, of that console. So well, we uh, we uh, had a, well, we had hoped that Sony had learned their lesson uh, and would never make that mistake again. Um, but uh, but you never know. I mean, honestly, I, here's my thought: if Xbox's prices hadn't leaked, what do you think? Do you think Sony was always planning this, or do you think they saw the pricing that Microsoft had and they said we have to go lower. We have to do three ninety nine, four ninety nine. You know, I wouldn't be surprised only because the PS4 Pro is still running like a three hundred to four hundred dollar price as well, and they haven't announced they're going to drop that price anytime yeah. soon. Um, I, obviously, Sony has been historically more expensive. They've kind of like 
kind of set their their modus operandi on this like sleek design. We pay premium price. You're buying like this piece of art, kind of a. But really, <laughs> is that what we call the PS5? The a piece of art. <laughs> it's a piece of something. I don't know what it is. Sony has released some options regarding the external options, and especially in regards to what games are going to be, you know, taking up that kind of space. Yeah. They've announced that Miles Morales will sit at a minimum of 105 gigabytes of storage. And PS5 only has like an 860 gigabyte hard drive, whereas yeah. Xbox Series X comes stock with a one terabyte. Yeah. Um, and, and then even then, even games like Demon's Souls, which you wouldn't think would be a lot of gigs because it's pretty much a Dark Souls game. It's 66, almost 70 gigs big. Yeah. Um, and then Sony is going to limit you on what kind of external storage options you get. Like you have to have a Sony validated hard drive and it has to run at five and a half gigabyte per second raw read mm-hmm. bandwidth. And so I mean, Xbox is a bit more flexible. You can use all kinds of hard drives. The minimum for Xbox One is a 70, they recommend 7200 RPM at a USB um, 3. I will say the caveat there, though, is that's only for Xbox One games. Xbox Series X games, you're going to have to have that little storage expansion SSD to plug in. They did say that. You can use whatever hard drives you want to for Xbox One games, but if you want to play Xbox Series X games on external storage, at least for the time being, uh, from what they have said, you got to have that little memory card type thing. It so, does offer Xbox a little more flexibility, yeah. but obviously Sony's, exactly. Sony's going to make you stick with their 5.5 gigabyte I'm, per second I want to know what the prices are for these things. because that's. I mean, cause, You're definitely going to pay a pretty penny for a hard drive <laughs> this yeah. fast especially an external ssd essentially yeah for, uh, you're for gonna get Xbox. like 128 gigabyte <laughs> for like 200 bucks or yeah. something they did say it was a one terabyte i think uh because i think seagate is a partner with that but it is it's something that they did come out and announce a bunch of accessories that's one thing they didn't announce was was how much those storage expansion cards are going to be um but uh, but we'll see i mean we still have some more time before november because that's the other thing too xbox series x and s come out november 10th PS5 and PS5 Digital Edition come out November 12th in the U.S. Uh, and I think a week later for everywhere else. So it is on its way. We're almost there. Christmas time is only a month away after you get your Xbox, Brandon. You can make it. I know. I know. <laughs> if I get one, you can come over and play mine. Um, Sweet. <laughs> anyway, and other huge news. We do actually have some really incredible news from the Microsoft front. Yes. Microsoft has acquired Bethesda. What? Like, <laughs> that is insane. Uh, this is something that I don't think anybody saw coming because no, Bethesda. I don't think anyone did. Backstory: Bethesda, makers of some amazing franchises you've played before, probably on your your refrigerator, yeah, um, or your Alexa, your toaster. <laughs> yes, even. Um, Elder Scrolls, so Skyrim, uh, Oblivion, Morrowind, all those old games. They make Elder Scrolls. They make Fallout. Um, they are also, uh, they, they, I think technically Zenimax Media is the parent company and, and Xbox didn't just buy Bethesda. They bought all these companies and there's eight of them. Um, so you've got games like Dishonored, Wolfenstein, Doom, uh, of course, Starfield's going to be the new one. Yeah, Evil uh, Within and then yeah. Prey. All those games. All these are now going to be under the Microsoft or Xbox Game Studios uh, umbrella. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's crazy. That is great for everyone who owns Game Pass. Yes, because Microsoft has come out and said that all of these games will be coming out day and date to Game Pass. So whenever Elder Scrolls 6 comes out, Game Pass. Starfield, Game Pass. Whatever Fallout next or whatever it's going to be, 
Game Pass Day One, which is amazing. Such a good deal. It already made it's it's making Game Pass, which is already again the best deal in gaming, even crazier of a deal. And with games, with studios they've already acquired, like Obsidian, mm-hmm. making making this making the new games that have the Skyrim esque feel. Yeah, is there going to be room for this <laughs> genre in Microsoft? Are they going to retain their creative like? Um, I don't know, idiosyncrasies. Like, it'll be a really interesting game that's being played within Microsoft Studios yeah. to see who can make um, the, the bigger and better game well, title. And that's one thing. So a few things about this. It really solidifies uh, Microsoft or Xbox is going to be uh, an RPG studio because you've got... When Microsoft bought Inexile and uh, uh, Oblivion, uh, Obsidian, <laughs> when they bought those two studios, it was like, this is great. Great RPGs uh, are coming out of these studios. Um you're going to have Bethesda now. I mean, Bethesda and Obsidian worked on Fallout New Vegas, which is a fan favorite game. I mean, it, you're going to have all these amazing uh, studios under the Xbox brand. That's amazing to have all that talent there. Um, Absolutely. The, the biggest question that, that everybody's talking about, though, is okay. Microsoft now owns it, which by the way they paid seven point five billion dollars. That's, That's a lot for of moolah. For context, how much did Disney pay for oh, Star yeah. Wars? I think I can't remember Star Wars, but I think for Marvel they paid like four billion dollars, or one of the two, either Star Wars or Marvel. Forgive me. Tell us in the comments how wrong we were. But either one of those, it was four billion dollars, so almost double that for for this uh, acquisition. It's a big stake it's for a, Microsoft. It is. Um, but the big question is. Is Microsoft going to make these games exclusive to Xbox or are they going to play nice Hmm. and leave it open? Because, I mean, think about this. Elder Scrolls 6, I mean, Skyrim was on everything. It was on every platform, every main console. It was on Alexa. You could play it on a refrigerator. And and it wasn't like some guy modded it. Like they came out with a refrigerator version, I think. Um, It's everywhere. Can you imagine that... The next Elder Scrolls game is only on Xbox slash PC. I can't. I mean, that would be. I mean, that's it's cra- a, a lot of people cr- be up. They call that a monopoly. Brandon. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's something that because again, here's some background too. Microsoft has precedent at making these games cross-platform. Even though they will be owning this, they'll be this. They will be the the uh, it'll be a first-party game at that point. My, uh, Minecraft. Microsoft has Minecraft still on every platform. When they purchased Mojang. Is it Mo, Mojang? Mojang? Mm. When they purchased Minecraft, um, they did not pull it off of everything because they knew it was a cash cow. Why would we literally pull it off of all these platforms where it's super successful just to make it exclusive on Xbox? They didn't want to harm that brand. They didn't want to, to, to ruin that revenue. Would they have the same business acumen when it comes to these games. So as far as what Microsoft might do in regards to all these Bethesda games, I would say it just really depends on how they want to, you know, broach adding these games back into the river that is gaming. (laughs) And so what I mean by that is, you know, Skyrim came out, what, like 2010, like 2009. Like I was a freshman in college. Was it really that long? I was playing it as a sophomore. Like that's how long Skyrim has been around. Xbox 360, Skyrim was the original console. That's true. And so what I'm I'm saying is that with a mainline Elder Scrolls game, and Dishonored was was a while ago too, like all these games have kind of grown stale in the community. Not that it can't be revived. Obviously, Elder Scrolls Online is still going. However, that thing goes. But what I'm saying is that 
you know, with all these great games coming out, kind of moving in the wake of all these Bethesda titles, and we have a lot of stuff from Obsidian that's very Bethesda-like, yep. there might be room for Microsoft to make the assumption that, hey, we could really make this next Elder Scrolls game a really incredible console exclusive, and it could it could become, like, the new, like, pillar of the Microsoft gaming environment. It really could. So that's a good point, because... If Microsoft comes out and says these are exclusive, and, and, and one little thing too, uh, I think uh, they did come out and say in a statement that they're going to come to Game Pass day one, of course, because uh, it'll be first party, um, and they're going to see on a game-to-game basis what's going to be exclusive. Now, they didn't come out and say what was or what wasn't, um, and another little side note too, I think it's, uh, um, uh, what are the two games that PS5 announced that were exclusive or time exclusive? Deathloop and yeah, Deathloop Ghostwire and, uh, Tokyo. Yeah, Ghostwire Tokyo. Tokyo. Yeah. Those are going to be, they, they did, they're going to honor, which is so funny, Microsoft <laughs> Microsoft Studios game is going to be publishing a uh, a PS5 exclusive game. Uh, but they're still going to honor those exclusives. Um, but they will, of course, come to Xbox after their timed exclusivity it's is over. It's about a year. It's a year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, but... Uh, will, uh, if Xbox does make these games exclusive, that is a big deal to people because it will set up Microsoft as the place to play or the only place to play Skyrim-esque games, Fallout, um, any, or I should say Elder Scrolls games, Elder Scrolls games, uh, Fallout, uh, all of these, Doom, all of these games that people love. The downside is, will people be Will it will it have that same? Uh, will the optics be good there? If if you can no longer play those games on all platforms, so I think Microsoft has a a a, a tightrope to walk. Do you want to lock it down and just have it just for your consoles, or do you miss out on all of that revenue you would have if the game was on PlayStation, on the Switch, and other places? Because seven point five billion dollars is a lot of money to recoup. And I know that there are there's a huge install base for some of those games. Uh, so that's the thing. I don't know what they're going to do. Uh, I have no clue. I think, honestly, it, I say my opinion, I think, would be the best uh, for both sides. Um, I know some people don't like timed exclusives. I think since it's a first-party game, I say, Microsoft, hold on to that for six months to a year. Say, this is the place you can play it. And after a period of time, then it will release on all consoles. Because that's something that uh, they've already done with games like Ori and Will of right. Wisps. Mm-hmm. That's now on the Switch. So it, it was exclusive to the Xbox, but now it's on the Switch as well after so many months. I can't remember how many months it was. Um, I think if you do that, you get the best of both worlds. You have that period of time where you can only get it. And for those who cannot wait for those games, right. you can only play it on Xbox or on PC. And that's huge. But then Microsoft also has the benefit of saying, okay, We'll play nice, and we'll let everybody else play it too on other consoles if you want to, and they're still going to profit from that anyway. So that's my that's my thought. I think that would be the the best way for Xbox to do it. Um, but who knows? Maybe they say uh, it's for everybody, and we want you to be able to play the games you want to play on whatever console you want to play because that seems to be their mo lately. So right. open handed Microsoft, exactly. So we'll see. I don't know. What do you think? I mean, I think it'd be Microsoft's best interest just to just let 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 it all just kind of like let the sleeping dogs lie, <laughs> arouse anybody, and make them all angry about this. I think, you know, I would love to see 
like you said, a timed exclusive thing. Because I'm a big Xbox guy, I do I do have an affinity for Xbox like consoles. But I also know that you know Elder Scrolls games, although you know it takes forever for a new one to get released, <laughs> the new the, one's gonna be years from now. These too. games provide you know just like years of just community involvement, a lot of memes, a lot of mods, a lot of like just big yeah. stuff. Like I I still see stuff from Team Fortress and Valve has just had that game under wraps for the longest time. And like it's games like that that kind of you remember, you know, and everyone remembers like I took an arrow to the knee. Everyone yep. remembers oh, yeah. Skyrim Bear. Like everyone remembers <laughs> these things. And so you can't have as big of a gaming community without those things across sure. all these consoles. And I think because Microsoft is so like community oriented, that'll be the natural inclination. Yeah. But they could get spicy. They could be like, here's a Skyrim expansion. You can only get on Xbox That's or true. Elder Scrolls Seven expansion. You can only get for you know Xbox. Yeah, and so kind of that kind of that riff. So I will say um, as a as a little segue here, um, I feel like if the shoe is on the other foot, uh, I feel like PlayStation Sony might say, "Oh, it's exclusive all the way," because they did that with another game that's coming out uh, very soon that Sony announced at their event, Final Fantasy Sixteen. That is <sighs> that is an exclusive to to PS5. Yeah, which let's talk about some games, Brandon. Let's talk about some games. Let's talk about that cuz Final Fantasy 16, I mean <laughs> Square Enix, we love you, but we all know this is just a distraction from the Final Fantasy 7 remake 2 you wanted to release <laughs> and um Balan's Wonderland. Um <laughs> That's still going to be the running That's joke. That's going to be the running joke. Okay. <laughs> that game might be good. You'd have no idea. It's going to be terrible. Um, Final <laughs> Fantasy 16, they announced it at their gaming event before they announced the pre-orders. Yes. So about a week ago now. But um, what's interesting is that you're right. P- like Sony was like, this thing is going to be exclusive for PC and console exclusive for yeah. PS5. Um, I don't know how stoked I am about that. Not that I like particularly enjoyed Final Fantasy 15. Like I liked the game a lot. But it's like... This game better be good enough to keep behind, like, the locked doors of Sony's vault or whatever. Yeah. So we'll talk about it a little bit. What do you think about all this? Yeah, I don't know. Um, with that, uh, with Final Fantasy XVI um, being an exclusive, um, this is a third-party studio, because I'm, from my mistake, and Sony does not own Square Enix. Right. Uh, unlike Bethesda, where Microsoft now, it is a now a first-party studio, um, that is a game that's been cross-platform, at least recently. Um, so I, I mean, it's some, one of those things that I, I think, uh, that's a little bit different when it comes to the exclusivity. Um, I don't know. I didn't get a chance to play Final Fantasy 15. Really. I, I played a little bit of it. I want to play more. I just don't have time. Um, I don't know what I think. I, I think, uh, I want to see more of it, but if it is exclusive to PS5, um, that kind of stinks for those who are who really like that series and don't play on PlayStation. And what's interesting about the trailer, I feel like I've seen I've seen the trailer a couple of times now, and what really stuck out to me was that it really does seem to be a sequel or some kind of prequel to Final Fantasy 15 in some way. Oh, really? There okay. were a lot of thematic elements that made me believe that. One being there was a big talk about the crystals, and there was a big talk about you know you play this the shield of this prince, and the shield is essentially a guardian. Gladio is the guardian of Noctis. Are you going to spoil Fantasy something 15. else about? Final no, that's that's, that's okay. That's I'm just, just making sure you are not going to finish that game. It I is, will play it. That so Gladio. It's downloaded on my Xbox. You know Gladio's <laughs> the shield pretty much in the beginning of the story, but 
Well, the point is, is that there's a lot of elements in that story that made me reminded me of Final Fantasy 15. The biggest giveaway was they played one of the main themes from the game, just kind of re redone during the trailer. So I gotcha. think that what we're gonna see is a more like. Obviously, it looks like a more like medieval style. I was gonna Final say because isn't Final Fantasy 15 like? Aren't you in a car? Right, you are. So I think this is if it's gonna be anything like Final Fantasy 15, it's gonna be a prequel. But it does appear to be more of a medieval like, and it looks like based on gameplay, you're not gonna be in a party. You're kind of a solo kind of oh, based okay. character, okay. Um, and the combat's gonna be more fluid, similar to maybe a Final Fantasy 7, maybe more freestyle. Um, but you know, I think like for for a lot of Final Fantasy fans in general, me being a Final Fantasy fan, mm-hmm. you know, Final Fantasy has not has not hit a lot of buttons in a good way for a lot of fans. People seem to be, you know, Final Fantasy has tried to innovate, and it has always been like a stop, kind of go, kind of innovation. Like a lot of these games, a lot of people don't really enjoy. And I think the the latest game, the Final Fantasy VII remake was truly incredible, truly a special game that Square Enix should definitely capitalize on, albeit it's limited in scope by the way it's told in story linear, linear, linearly. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so what I would say is, like, I hope this game offers me some kind of, like, a, a breath of fresh air to the Final Fantasy franchise. I've told you about Final Fantasy 15. The game was blocky and unrefined, and the story was vague, and they had all this like supporting information you had to go find out on the wikis or go find a YouTube anime about his friends. You know, there was a lot of stuff there that you kind of had to like discern before you even started playing the game. And so, I'll be interested to see what Square Enix does with this, especially be- being limited to PS5 players at least for the foreseeable future. And going on about other franchises, uh, we know that um, God of War, yeah, which was one of the, I feel like one of the oldest new franchises in the history. Yeah, of gaming. exactly. God of War has been the like, God of War Ragnarok, which is the second game in the reboot series yes. of the God of War franchise, has been announced. Um, it is going to be in 2021. Yeah, that was a shock, which is awesome. I mean, good grief! I mean, that's. When did the when did the first one come out? Twenty eighteen. Uh, yeah, it came out a couple years ago. I mean, three years turnaround time for that kind of a game. Now, now I will say they didn't give us any information on what size game it is. Is it going to be like a Spider Man Miles Morales type game, or is it going to be a full blown sequel? They did only the only thing they gave us was the title card. It was God of War. Ragnarok 2021. So did you finish the, the first oh, God yeah. of War? Okay, I so did. so you know Finally, what happens at I completed the end. a game! So I feel like <laughs> what happens at the end of the original God of War lends credence to this is going to be a sequel. Spoiler alert, okay. Well, yeah, oh yes, yes. And I'm not going to go into de- de- details. Don't go into details. Because God but... of War is an incredible game. If you haven't played it, you need to play it. Yes. Um, it's a really fun, innovative game, especially after a lot of abysmal God of War games. Yeah, I, I loved it. I thought it was it was a great... Uh, I, just, I just loved everything about it the gameplay was awesome the story was fun um i liked the uh, uh the setting which is why i hope uh, assassin's creed valhalla will uh, uh i don't know if we'll scratch the itch i don't know if scratch like the itch, but uh, but uh but it is in that same element again ragnarok if you're familiar with that uh, um uh norse, norse mythology, mythology yeah. yes um with thor and all of that um that's gonna play uh play a big part of the new game but again is it going to be a full blown, you know, however many hour experience that God of War, the first God of War, was? Um, for it to be coming out next year, I'm assuming holiday next year because they need all the time they can get for a game like this. That is a huge deal. It's um, a huge undertaking. I did for not sure. expect it to be next year. So, and again, 
with that said, you know, PS5, uh, that's one of those things. And it goes the same way with Xbox uh, Series X. People don't have to buy these new consoles right away because a lot of these games are coming out uh, right now on the existing consoles. Right. If God of War is a PS5 exclusive so, only, you may be seeing more people jump on that bandwagon like so, myself. So God of War, I believe, is not going to be a PS5 exclusive only because... Um, you have to understand, PS4, 110 million consoles sold. Yes. There's a huge user base for this. And because Sony announced that through 2024, they're offering support for PS4 oh, from really? games on PS5, oh. I think we're going to see God of War Ragnarok on PS4. I th- in fact, I think we'll see almost every game from PS5 on PS4 at some oh, point. Wow. And that's a big... That's big, a big deal. That's a, that's a big boast. I, I could be wrong, but I... I think for a lot of PS5 users and PS4 users, it'll be great to have the game in iterations on both consoles. Yeah. Only because, you know, I may not I may not buy a PS5 by next holiday, right? And so I know that I would definitely buy a PS5 right now if I got God of War and Final Fantasy VII Remake 2. That would just be like, I'm, I'm not even getting Xbox. Yeah. You know, but like... For a lot of people, Xbox is the way to go, and, and it's going to be interesting to see because I think that it is a great game to have on both consoles. It'll really solidify, you know, just yeah. kind of like PS4's like imprint in the world because this is a first-party developed yeah. game. This is Sony's game studios. Oh yeah, so it'll be interesting. I, I think it's funny that uh, so many people gave uh, Microsoft uh, such a hard time about uh, games that are only coming out, or sorry, games that are coming out that are not going to be new next-gen exclusives. It's going to be for both. And and now you've got Sony, at least what they've announced is is Horizon uh, Forbidden West and uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales is going to come out on both PS4 and PS5, uh, and now potentially other games as well. I think it's funny that they're changing their tune and people aren't saying much about the fact that, hey, there's no incentive to buy the new consoles now. So, uh, But again, it, it is to each their own. If you want to buy a new console, again, I'm buying a Series X uh, when, it, you know, when it comes out, got my pre-order. Um, it, it's, it's, if you can play these amazing games on the next gen, you're going to experience a lot more um, I just think it's a whole new world when it comes to to video games. Nothing like back in the day with the Super Nintendo, the Nintendo 64, and so on, because, I mean, now these games can run on these these consoles for a lot longer, uh, and you just have more iterative, iterative, is that the right word? Iterative uh, experiences where it's it's not just a whole game changer, um, like going from 2D, 3D, so... So the next game that's going to be big happening into the November 10th console release season, obviously Destiny. Yes. And so I know that, Brandon, you have, you have <laughs> a special relationship with Destiny. I get it. A lot of people do. Destiny has been skirting the edge of, am I Destiny 3 or am I Destiny 2? True. And trying to decide what kind of model they want to keep releasing content under. But great news. Destiny 2, obviously we know Beyond Light is coming to Game Pass for Game Pass users, not the DLC, but you get the first expansion, which is a $40 value, which is awesome. And then, of course, Destiny 2 is going to be, with Beyond Light, is going to be running at 4K at 60 and some really great yes. visual options that we have been asking for and PC has had for a extremely exactly. long time. But what's cool is we have a released footage, new trailer, 
You've got to see the Europa destination for the first time. So that's a whole new world, right? I mean, I, I say destination, a whole new world. Don't you dare close your eyes. Uh, I would say Europa is the new destination because it is on planet Earth. This is oh, where, it's a, oh, it's on Earth. This is okay. where the Cosmodrome is. Okay. And so we're going to be uh, – it's a whole new place, a lot of ice because it's cold over there in Europa. Um, and Beyond Light is going to come with new mechanics, and they're going to be removing some old Destiny vaulted items to keep – progress moving but beyond light is coming europa looks great are you gonna play destiny i am gonna play because it's on game pass oh thanks game pass yes i get friendships every day (laughs) again i love destiny so when it comes to the question of destiny are you a fan or not i'm a fan of the game i'm just not a fan of paying for the same game over and over and over again um you know oh until i'm you know you and a lot of others. Exactly. I, I paid for the last expansion, and I never played it. And I, I take it back. I played a little bit of the moon, but I never finished the content, didn't right. get into the uh, other DLC stuff. So I, I'm very excited this is coming out to Game Pass because that means I don't have to spend another penny on this game uh, that I've already paid for so many times. And I get to enjoy playing with you and other people. Uh, and I think it's going to bring a lot of people in the Destiny world that were fans of it back into the fold um because if our i know if our friends are are, are playing uh if they enjoyed playing back in the day and they don't have to spend any more money on it i don't see why they wouldn't jump back in and play too so i think it's smart that they have this partnership with bungie to go this route for for game pass um i believe shadow keep and forsaken are now on game pass as well destiny 2 of course itself is free to play now so all that is is totally accessible for someone to jump straight in and go right to the latest content if they wanted to um, I just love that. I, I think it is fantastic, and I am going to be back in there. And it's probably going to be one of our only few exclusive, not exclusive, one of our few launch titles for the new console. Uh, anyway, so and so for you guys who <laughs> maybe have you know haven't played Destiny in a while or have never played Destiny, Destiny is. It's a, it's a space shooter. Like, it really is. You know, it's a space <laughs> sorcery shooter. But um, for, those of you guys, for those of you guys who have had played Destiny before, um, we've got some good news about Beyond Light. Much to the chagrin of many of the more veteran players like me, um, there is going to be a lot of incentive for you guys to get in Beyond Light on day one and to keep playing, only because a lot of these old weapons, a lot of the old gear, they're all being sunset. So anything that's before... Essentially, this latest season, which is season of arrivals, all of those weapons are going to be essentially just end up decreased in value and their viability in raids and in game are going to be totally a lot less than they were in the beginning. So this is going to give you guys a fresh start on Destiny as a franchise, give you guys the chance to become equal with some of the more veteran players as far as loadouts and gunplay is concerned. That being said, you know, there's a lot of preparation that goes into going into a new Destiny season. But for those of you guys who are just starting out, don't feel like that the barrier to entry is so huge. You can't just pass through it. Um, find a good clan. You'll be okay. You guys are going to have a chance to get good at Destiny 2 with all of us. What is there? I'm assuming there's a new level cap or is it, uh, do you know anything about that? Have they announced that stuff? I mean, there's going to be a new level cap. There's going to be new light powers. Power, there's going to be okay. all the whole thing. But the really the biggest thing is going to be you know just the new Europa experience. Expansion. It's going to be gotcha. just, you know, a wash and cut and dry kind of a Destiny experience, but it's going to have some of these new features that are trying to keep it, keep it living, essentially. Free makes everything better. That's all I can say. It really so. does. For I, am, I am very excited about that. So. so speaking of games, Brando, what have you been playing lately? Let's talk about what you guys have been.
been uh, playing at the Brandon household. Yes. So I uh, actually jumped in, and I don't normally buy games day one unless I either know that it's not never going to go on sale or uh, if something else happens like, hey, this game's going to come out for all of six months, and it will go away in six months. So I did jump on the Nintendo Switch, and I bought the Super Mario 3D All-Stars game. Nice. So I did purchase that. Yes, I, I got that. In fact, I, I don't pre-order games, especially because I buy them all digital, and you can always buy them. I actually went in, and I, I, I pre-purchased the game. Uh, I, don't, I don't know why. This is a game that has three older classics, it's not anything new. It's not like I've, I just pre, you know, pre-ordered Cyberpunk or something like that. It's literally games that I have played over and over, and I pre-purchased that and had it downloading. Uh, I went on vacation um, uh, to a wedding out of town, out of state uh, this past week, and I had that with me, so I got to play that. To, uh, you know, booted up some Super Mario sixty four and just went to town on that. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, that was fun. So I, I, I do want to jump into Super Mario Sunshine and play some of that because, again, the last time I played that was on the GameCube, and that was so long ago. So I do want to look at PD uh, Piranha, people. PD yes. Piranha. I want to jump back into that and, and play, um, but I'm, I'm kind of going through uh, Super Mario 64, and I want to go – I probably want to go pretty far in that before I jump to the next one, but we'll see. Who knows? Maybe I'll get bored and <laughs> move on because I have played that game quite a bit back in the day. So that's that's the main game I've been playing right now. Um, I Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 with my my kids still. They, nice. they love that uh, – they love playing uh, playing games. Uh, I will say one little thing about that. We are playing, and a lot of times I will give my kids, kids are five, three, and one. Um, I will give my kids a controller that may be dead or maybe for a different console, and they're you playing dirty, with dirty dog. I know, I know, I'm terrible. But my oldest son, uh, he's five. He's gotten wiser. Uh, he's gotten he's gotten wiser, and and he's playing with Marvel's Ultimate Alliance three. You're playing with four characters in your party and you can control them all if you're playing solo you can just bounce between each one and attack and he's he wanted to pick his character which again i was controlling all of them um but he accidentally turned on his controller and hit some buttons that allowed him to jump straight into the game like you didn't have to go through like a menu thing he oh no the you've game. been had and i was like oh no because now he understands like oh i'm playing like he's actually doing what i'm doing now take the batteries out and uh, he's the you, men in black. <laughs> but literally, like uh, when, when it happened, it was fine. We were I was doing fine because when one of your characters gets down, you know, your other computer controlled characters can revive you up to a certain amount of times and so on. Well, when he started playing, he, he was doing he's doing well for being five and playing this. Um, but when one of our when I went down, one of our computer characters was going to try and pick me up. They went down and so on. Well, when he's controlling it. He can't, unless he knows to go and revive me, I'm sitting there just dead, and he's, like, running around, all these enemies chasing him, and uh, we were moving at a good pace in that game. Once that happened, we kind of hit a wall because, uh, yeah, we uh, we didn't have that extra revive that we needed. Nice. So uh, it, it's, it's a blast, though. I, I enjoy playing uh, with my kids, and uh, even when they don't think, when they, even when they think they're playing when they're not, um, but when he jumped in, I was like, okay, it's time for him to actually learn how to play uh and and help me and revive me when i when i go down so 
Uh, but no, it's it's good. We, we've been doing that a lot of the Switch because it is a portable console and I could take it on the road. So, what about you? For me, I man, I, between moving a house, moving into a moving house, moving a house, I've been moving a house, bench <laughs> pressing a house. No, I, between moving into a new house and all this jazz, not a whole lot of time to play, but have been trying to prep my the best I can for the new Destiny season. With obviously me not getting an Xbox Series X and with Halo Infinite being delayed, I have nothing to live for gaming wise. <laughs> so when it comes to that, you know, I'm just going to keep playing Destiny. And so I've been the key with Destiny Beyond Light is you're given this essentially a, a season pass bar that you can fill up to get in game items. But with increasing your season pass bar, you actually increase your light level artificially through an artifact now. And so in order to get those artifacts leveled up, you have to get experience points and complete bounty. So they've removed the whole level system. They've added this new system that gives you artificial level light level ups, and that could be crucial for a week one raid. So I've been just getting a bunch of bounties that I can save, and bounties are these kind of like quests you can ex- essentially like accept and once you complete them you get a big burst of experience i can complete them and bring them into the next season and then all at once just on every character i have just accept all of them and get all of my experience up so that i'm raid raid ready within the week the raid releases really? they aren't gonna patch that so you can't do all that i'm good yeah it oh, just wow. depend, depends on depends on the bounty but overall the vast majority of weekly bounties that give you the most experience you're good to keep Wow. Well, there you go. Game in the system before it's even here. So that is it for today, guys. Thank you so much for watching The Gaming Casuals. If you liked it, please consider subscribing to the channel on YouTube. And if you liked it, please hit that like button down there. Um, Leave us a comment down below as well. We try to respond to everybody. And if you want to, we are on all things podcasts, so at Spotify, Apple Podcast, uh, Google as well. Google, yeah. They're everywhere. So yeah. uh, check us out uh, wherever you can find podcasts. But thank you guys so much for watching. We will see you guys in the next one. Stay casual. See ya. <laughs>